Welcome back to Soulful Conversations, people. It's Ash Grunewald here. This is the Father's Day special, so happy Father's Day to all those dads out there. And a recent new father, Mr. Josh Teske, who you just heard then the dulcet tones of, is my guest. I've had Josh on once before. That was right after I recorded an album with him. And then we went our separate ways and the Teske brothers went on to just keep on going from strength to strength and totally killing it. Culminating in a number one for their recent live album that was just put out in Australia, which I found out in the podcast first time since ACDC in the 90s. The guys are just killing it. So it was really good to have Josh on the podcast, especially because we've got an album out. Thinking About Myself was our first single and we got to play that on the sound on the TV. I hope you guys caught that. But the album is out on Friday, November the 13th. It's going to be called Push These blues away you can pre-order it and check it out on all of our socials but anyway we had such a great chat now one little note i have been recording in my studio here and i was mucking around and i had reverb on my mic (laughs) so it kind of sounds a little weird for a podcast but i was able to grab josh at the last minute so i didn't want to call him and say hey do it again i want the reverb off so don't be perturbed it's not a uh, room sound it's just the reverb on the mic and i hope you enjoyed this podcast Welcome back to Soulful Conversations, everybody. I have good buddy, legend Josh Teske on the line right now. Hey, so good to be here, Ash. Hey, everybody. How you going, brother? This is this is going out um, on Father's Day. So this is the Father's Day special. Amazing. Happy and Father's ha- Day, everybody. Yeah. Awesome. I'll say everybody and, and yourself. But and yeah, uh, happy Father's Day, Ash. You're included, yeah, everybody. But <laughs> happy first Father's Day ever to you. Thanks so much, bro. Thanks so much. It's um it's a special thing. It's a really special thing. It kind of um creeped up on me and I was uh, and it was it was funny to um feel it be included in it because I was a bit like you know I was like oh father's down the weekend I'm like oh hey that that includes me now how old's little baby Ava she is five months oh so she'll be five months uh in a couple of days so from father's day so she's just getting to that age now which is a really cool time actually really like five months old is like she's getting really um you know, just sitting upright, becoming really able to kind of a bit more interactive, really kind of like sussing things out now. It's very cool to watch. And you let me in on, uh, at the at the start of COVID, you let me in on the conspiracy theory that the Teske brothers were behind COVID because it just worked out perfectly. You know, it was time <laughs> for the birth. <laughs> it's very suspicious. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Uh, you know. There was um, in the uh, podcast that um, uh, 180 grams, I don't, you know, you know, advertising that as well. But there was a, yeah, we did a Teske Brothers podcast, and Mikey, who ran that one, talks about it a bit as well. I think, and he just talks about it being like the Teske luck or something like that. And it was, we did just kind of we it all worked out a little bit too well. So it was, there's a few conspiracy theories floating around about that, you know. <laughs> It's we also we also all started 5G and all sorts of things, you know. We're, uh, you know, yeah, we're, yeah, that, uh, 
<laughs> from Warren Diet. <laughs> from Warren Diet, I know, to the rest of the world. Look out. You know? <laughs> um, just before that, or it, it's a current thing, during COVID, is that when your live album went to number one? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's, it's just another one of those conspiracies, isn't it? Just the fact that we just had this this live album just sitting there ready to go, right, while everyone wanted to see live music, you know. So we uh, <laughs> we stopped live music and, uh, you know, <laughs> and just uh, put out this live album. Um, and it was, it was amazing. It's such a cool response because it was, um, yeah, when it, it went out and then it, yeah, a lot of people just got behind it. And I guess that really showed, you know, the, how much everyone was missing gigs and live gigs and we so we had this album that we'd uh, recorded on our last tour, which was in you know I, I can't even remember when it was, but it was um you know the previous tour that we'd done, and we recorded uh, four gigs in a row at the forum. So it was amazing. So we set up all analog in the forum. It was a mad thing to do, and just recorded every night. And because we just had this great time where we had the whole place to ourselves for four nights in a row, so it was like we were able just to keep recording every night and we made an album out of a combination of those, those nights. And it was, uh, it was just amazing to get this, uh, you know, see the response of that. It was, the timing was incredible. So it was, uh, and, and yeah, it was the first, the first live album to go number one since ACDC's uh, live wow. album in the 90s. Yeah, so, wow. so it shows that live albums don't, yeah, don't go like number one that often, you know. So it was, um, showed the times that were, uh, how much everyone was really, um, missing live music um, mm. over here, which is beautiful. You know. So you're able to have a number one from home, lockdown, with the baby, in the baby bubble with Hannah. I mean, that's just been amazing for you. It's incredible, yeah. And it was really special to be able to, like, listen back to those times and, uh, and just sort of and, – and just be at home. And we literally, like – I think um, I, was, I was sitting at home – with Hannah and Ava and she would have been like two weeks old, I think. And um, I heard it on the radio for the first time. So I heard it on Brian Wise's show on Triple R um, off the record. Amazing show for anyone who doesn't know. Brian Wise, the legend, just a music, Mm. absolute, um, you know, the don of... uh, of great music over here mm. and um and yeah it was great so it was really a buzz for me because like uh, you know hearing your own music on the radio never uh, ceases to be just amazing and exciting you just go mm. oh there's our song you know and uh and it was really incredible because i kind of i was out of the i was i was kind of keeping a pretty low profile and just hanging out doing the bubble with uh you know with our baby and and i kind of i was like oh wow hey this is out it's like what there it was on the radio like you know mm. coming into our and it was beautiful. And I was actually messaging in to um, anyone who was listening to PBS or Triple R at that time. I was kind of like, I hadn't even like announced to the world or anyone like, you know, that we'd, uh, that we'd had our baby. And I was sort of, but I, I did message like PBS and Triple R and gave him a shout out. Say, hey, Brian, I'm listening in with my two-week-old daughter. <laughs> and he like read it out on the radio, you know, which is like, because I was just so excited. And, um, cool. And it's, and it's, and I thought that was really cool because I thought it's like a cool way to sort of like message community radio about it. But I hadn't even like really sort of done it on anything on our social media or anything yet but I thought That's if anyone so cool. who's in that in that community you know, just got the little inside information and I got a lot of uh, lovely messages from um, from all my community radio loving uh, trades people who are always listening <laughs> in and they're like oh man congratulations bro like awesome yeah. and it's not just <laughs> you know like I grew up on on 
a diet of triple R and PBS and it formed the musician that I became. And it no doubt did that for you as well. Um, it's, and especially back in the day, it still is very important and super cool. Uh, but especially back in the day when you just didn't have such access to such diversity of music. Yeah, it's good that you're paying respect to those community radio things because that, that's a really rare thing, PBS and Triple R. They're very cool. They're so cool, aren't they? And they feel like um, family. So it feels really relevant um, for our Father's Day you know, conversation here because mm. they are... Uh, I'm going to call them the mother and father of uh, Melbourne uh, music, you know. Mm. And um, so, Happy Father's Day! Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one. I think they're, you know, they can be. They're both mothers and fathers, you know. So they're all good. We're not going to make uh, PBS Mother's Day. Or, well, they've been know, nurturing, but, but you know, it's a good. <laughs> yeah. It is a good, still a good thing of um, fatherhood and being a good father. And what we want to do for our kids is like what those community radios have done you know show set a good example yeah yeah and uplift and give you an opportunity in life and set you off you know like even to the point when i i won that blues challenge in like what was that 2004 i think i'm pretty sure pbs even gave me some money and sent me off on my way absolutely and you would have gone to memphis yeah for the blues challenge over there and yeah Amazing. And they do, yeah, because they're closely linked in with the, you know, all the, the blues community and all those blues shows. And and shout um, out to the NBAS too. Did they, they, for yeah. Comp. And you did that comp too, right? We did. We did. Yeah, we uh, we did that just before the release of Half Mile Harvest, actually. It was right. just, um, that was, it was a really good thing for us, actually, as far as going and playing that, that competition was really great fun and a really great community of just hanging mm. out with the crew. Uh, I got to know uh, Jesse Vilatch won that year, mm. um, and went over with a uh, shorty and and all the and all the, his crew and the great uh, band right. that he has, and um, and they were and 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 just doing that, you know, like, you know, they call it a competition, but you're in there hanging out with the crew, mm. and it's just beautiful, like just a really nice time. And I've since got to know a lot of those musicians really well, mm. and since that blues competition, uh, used to go and sit with, uh, with Jesse Valach and, uh, at the rainbow when he was playing there and I'd jump up and play some harmonica with him and in that blues scene and Jesse Valach, happy father's day, my man, if you're listening <laughs> in and uh, anyone who knows Jesse, send him a happy father's day message. Cause a beautiful daddy as well. And, um, I remember him being there with all his kids at the, uh, at the blues challenges as well. And it's a great, it's a great thing, isn't it? Um, mm. So they're, they're very much, um, it seems very relevant for our Father's Day as well. Mm. Yeah, it's a good thing. I love the way you speak about people, Josh. You just got so much love emanating out of you for everyone. It's a really good quality, brother. Thanks so much, Brad. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky to have so much loving, beautiful people around me. So I feel uh, it's a mutual appreciation for <laughs> oh. people like yourself and Jesse. And just, yeah, just great, great community that um, I'm so lucky to be around. So mm. it'd be impossible not to. <laughs> I was leading you towards something before when we were talking, and it probably ties in with that song, Hungry Heart that you wrote for our album that we, we were just talking the other day about what the film clip should embody and you were talking about love. Also, I've just been thinking about something, a bullet that you dodged with this COVID thing and having a baby. You know, thinking about other bands like, say, 
when you have such amazing success, like you're playing big festivals in America, on the TV in America and all this stuff going on, you know, you've had all this success, you've been working at stuff and sometimes it's really hard to say no. Everything of your whole, in your whole dreams just comes lined up and then you have a baby. And I remember for Scotty in The Living End, he was saying, I think when his first child was born, he just went on tour for like, he couldn't. You know, he plays bass in the band. He was uh, away for months on end when that baby was first born. And that is very common, especially if you're in a band. If you're solo, it's a bit easier. But um, yeah, you're so lucky to have that time because I don't think people realize the immense strain that we're under as musicians when you do have a family and how you get torn apart. Oh, man, tell me about it. You know, it's really, yeah, yeah, you're, you're so right. It's um, It's a full on... The juggling those things is just really, really crazy. And, and, and the music world can be all consuming, you know, it's all consuming mm. sometimes. And you sort of, you try to find, you try to escape it in ways, but it somehow gets, you know, even when I was trying to sort of uh, um, coming into fatherhood and, uh, you know, even before COVID, I mean, I've really set a lot of boundaries, at least for a little bit of time for the first time ever, I might say in music to sort of say to people and, and industry and the band and, and um, just to say, I've got to step away for, for this time. You know, we're going to we're going to have this baby and we're going to honor for people who are familiar with, you know, the first 40 days and honoring that the, the fourth trimester, as it's called, to sort of really just block everything out and just be there with your baby and, and look after mum and be there to be, you know, do your role as dad and and um, and, you know, be, be there basically and just try to help out and, and, and honor this time and just don't let life come and suck you in outside of that so we really went into I mean, we we're already planning that before this this happened with all COVID and stuff for me it was the first time I've ever really I've always struggled to say no and I'm so sucked in by this world and I've you know you know and with the success becomes you go oh we've got to keep going you got to keep going while the fire's burning and having Ava was the first time that I went oh I've actually got to think about this I've suddenly started thinking about a bigger picture more and thinking about her more. So for the first time, I'm kind of saying, okay, now I've actually got to put my boundaries down a little bit here, which was really healthy for me and just healthy for me in my life as well, but really important mostly for, you know, becoming a father. And it's really awoken me to, yeah, find, work out what I want to do and what I don't want to do and what's important for her, because it was easy enough to just burn myself into the, you know, burn the candle at both ends working when you're just, you know, you've only got you to think about, but when you've got, you know, um, a family to think about and a, you know, and a daughter like myself or, you know, or, or a few kids or just a big family, it's, you suddenly go, okay, I've got to, uh, I've got to think about this more. I've got to, I got to push the, I can't just do what I've been doing for the last while. So it, um, so I was always going to, you know, try that, but then having this time for us, having COVID even slow it down more has been really as, as uh, with respect to how hard a time it is for, for everyone going through this, it's as becoming a new dad. It's um, the one positive I can take from it is that it has been really good to get to know my little girl and, and really establish uh, me and Hannah uh, as becoming parents and just get used to this idea and just do it really nice and slowly without the pressure of that music world sucking you back in, you know, which um, it always, it always does. And it's, um, like you said, it's an amazing, it's an incredible amount of pressure that, that can, can be put on you for, through this world. 
Mm. It's an interesting thing for Father's Day to talk about that because I reckon every tradie or every businessman or every father, like it's 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 definitely probably increased to the max for a touring musician. But I think every guy who's out there working when with a family has to confront that in some ways, like that balance. And, and it's hard when things are going well and you've got a lot of work on and you're like, oh, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do, isn't it? And for my family and kick ass and that's what I've got to do and to get that balance. It is really hard. It's a really hard thing to juggle, isn't it? And and, and finding your role in that and not uh, putting all the pressure on, on mum to just be the, the mum while you go to, you know, while you go and work. It's sort of that. I mean, I love the idea when we talk about this sort of when, um, you know, we had that idea of, uh, you know, guy has to go to work to kind of provide, um, or, you know, but it's, it's like, um, it feels like mum has to be the main, the main carer in order to, you know, let, let dad do that. And it's a really messed up, it's a really sort of, it's a really hard line to, to find. And it's, it's just really is a real shame how much we, we end up kind of falling into our, our gender roles then. We're trying to avoid that as much as we can. And it's just mm. sort of, um, finding ways to get around that and finding ways to juggle that and um, not wanting to fall into that, into that, uh, that trap that, that, um, that this sort of society has kind of put us into <laughs> in a way. Yeah. So it's, um, Lanes. it's a really hard, yeah, it's a really hard thing to, to juggle. And we're just sort of, um, yeah, just full respect to, you know, all the mums out there on Father's Day that are just having the hardest job of all of being, uh, this, you know, really the the you know the one that baby fully depends on, and and they don't have the freedom to be able to get out and and work or just escape and get out and have that freedom to be able to go. Because I mean, the how easy it is for us guys to be able to go, oh, nick off for night. Yeah, I got to go earn the money and you know bring it home. It's just the it's the easy way out, isn't it? Rather than being mm. sort of um having this baby fully dependent on you. So I think mm. it's. it's um, I'm trying to take this role of dad as just being, I've got to support that as much as possible. And that isn't always just working. It's actually trying to stop working as much as you can to, to give, um, to give mum that time to be able to try and have her things that she can do. They're her work, her get away from the, you know, have some, uh, a bodily autonomy to herself for it <laughs> if you can you know because all the dads know just how consuming these babies are i mean we're talking about the music industry being consuming Woo! little babies yeah. they are all consuming on mum you know so mm. it's um yeah it's a it's a hard thing to juggle and um really hard to find that balance yeah and that's a that's a special thing so like we were talking about hungry heart and that's a song that you wrote for our album that we did together. That's out. Coming out no, very soon. Coming out soon. I was about to say, coming out now, y'all, but it's not out yet. Um, we've very got soon, very out. soon. Yeah, um, but the next single is going to be Hungry Heart, right? That's correct, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's coming out in October, I think. So, you know, well, maybe I'm going <laughs> to We're the same on I didn't even yeah. write any dates. Forget that. I didn't say that. That was, uh, I don't know. It could be any time. I don't even know. So. <laughs> We're not good with dates, people, but we know that there there is a single out. Our album that we did together is very uh, bluesy, but Josh did two really beautiful songs on there that sort of really push it towards a more a folky. What did I, I had a, I had a, 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 I had a, a, what did I call it? I had a, a, a genre I was attempting to call it, <laughs> but uh, I can't remember what it was. I'll, I'll find that in a second. And, um, but it was, yeah, it's sort of that more folk-esque blues in a mm. way. And we, we compared it a little bit to something um, Eric Bibb or Keb yeah. Mo might do, it's you know, up, a little bit that. Uplifting stuff, really. 
Yeah, which is cool, isn't it? And it's sort of, uh, well, they're the first kind of love songs I've written in a, in a really, I think I've written some love songs in more positive ways, but these ones are really definitely post, you know, coming into fatherhood love songs that are mm. like, you know, they're positive, you know, they're kind of, mm. well, yeah, yeah. And it's a bit more, um, yeah, feel good tunes in a way. And that, that's yeah. a beautiful thing, you know, like that's what I've always struggled with being a blues guy. I mean, I do do happy songs, but I don't actually do, I haven't tended to do love songs <laughs> and it's a shame when you don't get to. So that's a, that's a, actually I'm working today. I've been working for an album in the future on one that I wrote for Danny and the kids. So being sentimental on Father's Day. Yeah. Pretty cool listening to that. But it's really good when your music, if your music allows that. And yeah, if you're doing really bluesy blues, it's not really actually that um, people think of blues as emotional or maybe, I don't know, sad, but it's not, it's a different kind of sentimentality. It's not, not usually that positive sentimentality unless you get to those more, like that one of yours, more majory kind of flavors major chords and a bit more yeah and it's a healer you know in one way or another it's got to be a it's really just uh, expressing emotions and 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 sort of yeah getting your feelings out of there and i've always liked to think of it as a way of kind of almost like a meditation or something for me to forget about everything whatever might you might be happy when you're singing and when you sing about something to forget about all your you know anything that's going on in your life and just to live there in that moment in that song and and let it all out you know and it's sort of and so that might be a might be a whinging howling kind of blues song or it might be a mm. talking about something really good you know i think it can it can work both ways that it's just really singing with emotion and and, and putting your emotion out in that song is a nice mm. way to think of it mm. Mm. as well it's beautiful i uh, can't wait for people to uh to hear that one well thanks so much for tuning in what are you doing right now are you doing some plumbing again bro no not plumbing today actually i am no you know what i am plumbing because i'm uh I, I do love i do love to plum as uh, <laughs> we talked about earlier i love uh, that singing, in that singing plumber that was in the last uh, podcast if people want to go back and listen to that i thought that was so special and it I thought it could only come from a Steiner-educated tradie, <laughs> tradie <laughs> musician, touring in the US and stuff. It's all right, but it's not plumbing. I look yeah. forward to <laughs> That's it. Getting on the tools, working with your hands, and uh, there's freedom in it, you know, and I love I love my trade, and I love it's just a completely different uh, part of your mind to that, that artistic kind of... Um, music side and you know, for me it's a it's a com- i need a combination of both and so i go crazy without one or the other and uh today i'm actually just working at home but i am plumbing on uh, on my own house you know here in isolation so uh, yeah, right. <laughs> i've got a yeah we had some uh, burst water pipe in the roof a while back and luckily it was a plumber here and i and i kept <laughs> it off but we haven't had, we haven't had cold water in the kitchen for about six months because the mechanic <laughs> Never worked on his own car, and a plumber never worked on his own house. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm just uh, finally getting some more water hooked up in the in the roof there, which is cool. So. Okay, well, I'll let you get back to it, bro, and then um, hopefully I'll see you and we're actually jamming in person and, and doing some stuff. But um, uh, I can't wait, Ash. I can't wait. And, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful thing, man, and, and one of the beautiful things about this album and, and what we've been doing is... You know, we've. Uh, I really enjoyed the process of this album as getting to, getting to know, uh, you know, someone a little bit older than me, but who's just sort of who's done the fatherhood thing mixed with music, um, 
And, you know, Ash has become, you know, during that, that process, it was a really great time for me to kind of, uh, you know, talk, you know, talk through some of that stuff. And, and we mm. continue to. So I can't wait to get back on the road. And, and uh, Ash has become my kind of uh, my fatherhood muso uh, mentor <laughs> in a way. <laughs> so, you know, you're out there, you know, anyone who's becoming a new dad, just, just have a chat to, have a chat to Ash. He's a to talk to, help you through it. <laughs> But uh, thank you for that, man. And I can't wait to get on the road and play some music in the in the live world, in all aspects, and 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 with yourself. It's going to be great. So yeah, it's hopefully be um, hopefully soon, hopefully soon, and lots of love to everybody out there through the crazy times. Thanks a lot, brother. Thanks, Ash. Much love to you, man. You too. See you guys. Bye. Cause it's you